James Aaron. How do you put this one into words? It's it's hard to, it is. You know, I went in the locker room, did all the tests, and I was in our indoor facility trying to get it loosened up. But I knew once I got back on the field, the adrenaline started going, I'd be able to hang in there. What was the injury? My knee. Um, you know, I just felt something in it. I had a hard time putting weight on it. Uh, Doc and I had a conversation there. You know, we did the test. I told him I was going back. You come back on the field, it's 20 to nothing. There was a look in your eye. What were you thinking? Something special. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 117 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, where you can be sure that there were better times for Aaron Rodgers, like when he was high as fuck after he fucked up his knee during the week one of the NFL season in 2018. God rest that man's soul. He could have used some of that, uh, some of those Lord tabs or Percocets or whatever kind of opioids he was on at that point in time tonight, I think, after uh, watching this 49ers-Green Bay game. Holy shit. What Why a- do I not remember this being so funny at the time? I don't know. Maybe because I was, like, just in shock over a 20-point comeback. Dude, um, that, that is one reason. But, dude, I, I personally remembered it because, like, I remember watching after, like, and just, like, when they were talking to him. And, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't ever space his shit out like that. Like he's always very just, like, straight to the point, you know, and he's very dry. He was the most giddiest, like, spaced-out person ever. I'm like, this dude, high shit. Like, there's no doubt about it. But, however, I forgot how hard, like, you can laugh, like, after a guy just, like, looks like you're an idiot. And he's just like, money! <laughs> like, yeah, I'm tripping over the money. The money part is, is killing me. <laughs> Jesus, man. Goodness. Yeah, dude, e- either that – it was either that or that was right around the time him and Danica started, like, Danica Patrick started getting together. Either she, like, brought out some energy crystals and, like, shoved them into down his throat or there was, there was definitely opioids involved. I'm probably going to go with the latter, though, because I think that there were definitely opioids involved in that situation. Is it safe to say that they would have come back this game if he would have repeat – just repeat the same steps this year? Because it was kind of the same game script. You know, they were down 20 at halftime. Or so he, he should have. He yeah. I think that that's the key to this now. Like this is going to be our first beat at the floor of the night. Beat at the floor. Um, if you are in doubt, whip the perks out. You know what I'm saying? Like it, when in doubt, whip the perks out. Shove them down Aaron's throat, and he will come back because it just brings him back to this like slowed down droopy time where he thinks it's just time to throw a hail mary every time. And he just will get it, and it will just happen. So, Aaron Rodgers does better when he's high. Yep, and this is a game against the Bears in 2018 for those that Which is almost equivalent to the 49ers defense of today. Exactly. Yeah, so that, that's all it would have taken. So, beat it, LaFleur. We're trying that. to make you Packer fans feel better. That's going to be our new thing after the uh, Sunday night game is whoever gets killed or 
you know if somebody gets killed if it's a if close somebody game, gets killed. might not do it but right. if somebody gets killed then we will most definitely be doing this because this is good shit um the show is brought to you by garage guys fantasy sports patreon page get over to patreon.com slash garage guys right now subscribe to one of the four tiers that we have available for all of our garage fan members you get all the perks and the goodies of, of just being a member and a true gentleman and scholar of the garage fam. So you can go to patreon.com slash garage guys, get over there today. Um, but yeah, dude, this, this game itself was a huge statement for the 49ers. George Kittle played on a broken ankle. Um, I'm convinced that we're in a different dimension because I don't see how the 49ers can go from what they were last year to what they are this year. Actually, I immediately regret saying that. They had a lot of injuries last year. So this is maybe what we would have seen last year if it weren't for all the injuries. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is the injuries. And another part is just, you know, player development. I think George Kittle is the best tight end um, in football. And some of these other younger guys, some of these younger weapons have developed. Um, Kendrick Bourne's like actually a solid third option. And people like Trippy. Goodwin and um, Pettis are just not even in the picture anymore. Yeah, it's like like Goodwin actually uh, – Marquise Goodwin sent a tweet out earlier today. Um, I'm not sure what it was about or like what happened, but he said, if this is God's will, then let it be done. That was seven hours ago. I quote tweeted and I said, unofficial release statement, question mark, question mark, question mark. Never got a response. Um, I didn't really see where he, you know, uh, responded, but um, it's people were saying like, this was like five hours ago. People were saying like, you'll be back inactive. Hope you're good, man. Um, and I don't think he's came out with anything since that tweet. So, um, yeah, that's the last tweet he, he sent out today. So we might be getting some news right now. It's Monday. You're listening to this. There might be some news coming out that Marquise Goodwin got cut um, or, you know, that he's been released from the team. So keep, keep an eye on that. It could just be him commenting, too, about being inactive. That, that is true. That's also true. However, with him, just, I mean, it's like, do they really need him at this point? You know, like, no. Like, dude, like Debo. Debo's the clear two. Um, and I don't know. I don't see them doing a lot of four receiver sets. I mean, it's going to be three receivers and a tight end. No, I mean, it's, it's obviously like, I mean, obviously their number one guy, which is also um, going to be a, a, a new part of, of Monday show. The, uh, one of the trash can fantasy boys of week 12, Emmanuel Sanders with 2.50 points. He's supposed to be your one. Like He so. is. And ever since he's been banged up, his production has – bottomed out i think when he first was traded we saw some pretty big performances if my memory serves me correct and then since then it's just been like three points two points four points so right. i don't know if this is debo emerging or is this manny this uh, is this hurt. is probably uh just like whoever's open gets it and mm -hmm. that's the way that i'm looking at this whole team we've discussed this before like i think that that, that we can both agree that that's where we are with this 49ers team like they are just so versatile the defense is rocking. The run game is rocking. We, they're, they're starting to get to where they can, you know, Jimmy's throwing this ball wherever he can. But, I mean, with Kittle being back in the picture, you see how much of a boost that gives the offense. So, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible to see. Fucking fun to watch. They got the Ravens coming up next week. And they got the Saints after that. So, this is about to be a hell of a two weeks. 
for the 49ers. And if they make it through these next two games victorious, these boys are probably Super Bowl bound. And I'll go ahead and lock that in and say it. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a completely different QB when he has all his weapons out there. He's not the type QB that's quite elite elite enough yet to where he can just throw it to anybody. But every time he has Kittle and Sanders and Debo out there, he seems way more comfortable. And I guess who wouldn't be, you know, not many people. He is what he's the closest thing that Joe Flacco wishes he could have been. (laughs) We'll put it that way. It's pretty good. I like that. That comparison. Yeah. He just wishes Joe Flacco just wishes he could go on dates with porn stars. Um, Yeah. Or wink at Aaron, Aaron Andrews and drop her a line. Yeah, it's like what's going on with that? We need we need TMZ to fulfill us and let us. Didn't know you zoom happened. in on her face like four times or something on Twitter? I did. Yeah, she's That's actually funny. on my new background on my on my personal Twitter page at Garage Guy Chase. Um, I made a collage background of just random sports athletes and people's faces. Um, and so if you look all, all the way to the right, you'll see Aaron Andrews looking like surprised, like mouth uh, open. Ready to <laughs> ready to just like suck in all of Jimmy Garoppolo's words. So you you didn't go with the uh, peephole video. You went with just the the interview. Yeah, I, I I probably shouldn't don't need to put the peephole video. On, I agree. On the back. Just wanted to make sure you didn't. You know, you ruled that out. Yeah, yeah. Those were that was crazy times, man. That was wow, man. Memories, <laughs> memories. Sorry, I'm but, taking uh, us back a few years. <laughs> Take it back, baby. Take it back. She not good for her. Good for a lot of other college and high school boys. Um, but yeah, we'll put it that way. Um, so with that, with with alongside of these 49ers being great, um, you know, looking at the Green Bay Packers tonight, one one thing I got to say, um, I think I've moved my Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen energy into Green Bay now. I was right. I'm one and zero with these calls. Jamal Williams outscored Aaron Jones in fantasy. And I think these are my new digs, Thielen. Congrats. So this Got to give you props on that one. Heck yeah. Which brings me to my second beat at LaFleur. I was supposed to be wrong because I have Aaron Jones and not Jamal Williams in fantasy, and I am not going to fucking deal with another week of Aaron Jones getting under five points. He made the fantasy trash cam boys list again tonight with three fantasy points. He literally is boomer bust. I mean, this is like the third – I think this is the third or fourth dud of the season. And then when yeah. it's not a dud, it's like a two-touchdown, 120-yard game. So, right. I have him in three leagues, and I managed to win all three leagues. So, I'm feeling pretty blessed. That's incredible. Did not have that type of luck today on my on my end. But then again, like, you know, once you get to a certain point in the, the, the season, you kind of can tell where things are going and where they're headed. So, like, right now I'm in full rebuild mode in Dynasty. I've pretty much hung that up. That phone, that ship has sailed. That phone's been hung up on the wall. Um, and so, like, everywhere else I'm just kind of, like, treading water. And there's one league where I'm, like, you know, actually I have two leagues where I'm staying alive. So, like, I'm, I'm busting my balls in those. And I actually had Aaron Jones in one of those leagues. Um, and I also had Amari Cooper in one of those leagues on the same team. And, mm. uh, so yeah, yeah, we'll get into that too for sure. But um, just uh, Green Bay, you, you got to do better. I mean, I, I get the 49ers are good, but, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers on this team. Um, you got Devontae Adams. Devontae we saw Devontae Adams. Adams score. He, he scored a yep. touchdown. And hey, he I have a question. Version. I have a question. So, did you notice in this game, 
when the when the Packers first came out, they were trying to run the ball. They were doing okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was it was okay. And then they lost their left tackle, and it was like all hell broke loose for the defensive line of the 49ers just started eating it up. Um, did you notice that? Like, I didn't. It's just hard to imagine like one lineman can have that big of an impact. Oh, dude, it's crazy. But I mean, that's football, dude. I mean, like it's it's all it takes. Like, can you imagine the Saints without Ryan Ramsey? I know. You know what I mean, like we're I mean, at the point where literally, like, that's more important, so much more important than like a running back going out. Right. Yeah. Crazy. O line. O line is super, super important. O line sh- should be put up there, like, in the most high. Because if you ain't got one of those, you're you're done. That defense is coming. Right. You know, that's why we saw Aaron Rodgers get sacked so many damn times. Um. So just uh, another dominating performance by those 49ers defense. I just did not see it coming with this because I mean, you when you think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You think, oh, well, even if they, they're like, dude, at halftime, I wasn't even tripping. I was like, they're, they're going to come back. It's not a big deal. Like, cause like, that's, that's what we've seen for so many years. But, but dude, now I'm like, you know, it, it is like, it's 2019. We're getting ready to roll into a new decade. Like, these teams are changing. Like, things are changing. Things are getting different. And it's just like, holy shit, I'm actually experiencing this now. Like, right. this is, this happens. Like, this is life. This is a part of life. These things happen. It's like, holy shit. So, you know, you ride those waves for as long as you can, and then eventually, you know, you're on the shore and, and you can't surf no more. And so hopefully that's not what's happening here for, you know, for Aaron Rodgers and this team. But it, uh, they definitely could have used some help, <laughs> to put it that way. Good news is they got the Giants, the Redskins, the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions. So they can, they can win out here. That one at the Vikings on December 23rd is going to be a tough one. And that's possibly to see who gets, who wins the division. Because now the Vikings and the Packers are tied. Um, the Packers have the head-to-head, but the Vikings win that game. They could um, could leap the, the Packers. But if you're a Packers fan, you're happy with that, that schedule winding down. Big facts. Um, so keep your head up, Packers fans. Get your quarterback some opioids and uh, raise hell, praise Dale. We'll put it that way. That makes no sense in that scenario, but I'm going to say it anyway, just because it's always a great way to end a sentence. Raise hell, praise Dale. Um, before we get into some of the, uh, the, the, the stud fantasy boys of the day and kind of roll through these games, uh, wanted to bring your attention to uh, a little short little garage talk segment here. There has been a, a breach in time there's been an awakening there's been a, a, an awakening mentally um people are we've said stay woke long enough to where people are woken now elon musk is what is is the most wokest of our time uh this week <clears throat> he released a pickup truck that looks like the batmobile from the christian bale batman movies mixed with blade runner style vehicles mixed with uh, Demolition Man style stuff. The only thing you need is like a button to order Taco Bell inside of that truck, and it would be something right out of Demolition Man um, or any other futuristic movie from the 80s and 90s. The Cybertruck is here, and it is real. And if you have not seen it yet, you better go online right now, look this thing up. It literally is an all-electric truck looks like something that is straight out of a of a of a sci-fi magazine and it pulled an F150 up a hill a very steep hill at that um all electric tough can tow everything 
can do all the same shit that the Dodge, the Chevy, like all these trucks. Like it is crazy what they are cooking up at Tesla. And I fucking want one. Yeah, the first thing I thought was Batmobile. It's like Elon Musk created the Batmobile. And it's amazing. It's crazy that that's where we are with technology, but he would be the person that's throwing the stuff out there for us all to, you know, it's pretty jaw dropping when you, when you look at it and you see it's all at all electric and it just looks crazy. Just imagine myself like posted up inside of there watching some red zone, just all kind of different things you could do. Um, I don't know. I can't believe people are actually ordering it this quick. I think I saw some kind of crazy number, a hundred and something thousand people have already ordered it. Yeah, so there's a lot of money out, being thrown around. That's it. They start at $40,000. There's also a package. It's like an extra 7,000 where you can actually enter the matrix. So that is, that is a part of it as well. That's not a part of it. I'm just kidding. But if it was, Oh man, like what, what a world. I mean, I would believe it. If you were just, if you just said that seriously, I'd be like, Oh, I guess, I guess that's true. I mean, yeah. Like, like red pill or blue pill. Like what's it going to be pal? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, like that. I also saw like an article today that came out um, about Google working on a prototype microchip for your brain that will go directly into like the, I don't know what the fuck the scientific term is, but like basically can go into your memory and like you can like teach yourself shit and could eliminate school. What? Literally like run a program into your brain and like it would like you would soak the knowledge up instantaneously and know like how while to you perform sleep? a task. Yeah. Just like on the Matrix. You like like literally in the Matrix, like you would upload a program to your mind and like like Neo when he learned how to do kung fu they uploaded like all these fight techniques into him and like, he just automatically knew how to do shit. Like Google is working on a microchip that can do that. Yeah. Like we're in the future, Drew, like the future is coming. What's it going to be like when we're adults, uh, when we're like 60 years old, not, I mean, we're already somewhat adults. When we're like seasoned adults. Yeah. I consider ourselves kids still. Like I'm always going to be a kid at heart personally. When people but. are, when people are looking at us and being like, okay, millennial, like, you know, they do like, okay, boomer. Yeah. Like, okay. Millennial. Like, yeah. Um, so that, wow. Age it's real time. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, the world's going to be nuts. Like I, we were having a conversation the other night about like television. I guarantee you within 10 years from now, this is just my theory on it. Um, network television will cease to exist. There will be no more, uh, you know, like direct TV, like it, it may all still be there, but like networks, like, you know, ABC, NBC, all that shit, it's going to be like dead. There's not going to be any more cable packages or nothing. Everything's going to be app based and platform based. If you want to watch NFL games, you better have the NFL app and you better pay your subscription based per, per, per month to watch these games. If you want to watch, if you want to get like news and shit like that, you'll have a news app you go to and you can watch the news live. Like the, the, the way that we consume stuff now is, is already changing the way that yeah. people don't watch, you know, TV, they watch YouTube now. Like, and so you just getting on with those trends and seeing where they're headed and just becoming a part of that and becoming a part of that future is how you just secure stability for yourself. And, um, and so it's very important to keep up with trends. Like everybody that I hang out with now, they're all like, you know, I don't know nothing about that. Or like TikTok, like I'm on TikTok. We have a TikTok for garage guys. And like, they're like, what the fuck is that? It's like a bunch of kids. It's like, those kids are going to grow up 
those kids are going to be like adults. They're going to be consumers. Like you, you go where things go. And like, when you start finding those trends, that's the way to never get old. Really. You just stay with the trends and you learn about it and you educate yourself. So cyber trucks, Google making fucking microchips to teach you things instantaneously, all kinds of theories. The future is going to be wild and we're about to enter the, the twenties. Um, it's pretty exciting when you say it that way. Like, yeah, we're about to go through the twenties. Like it's, yeah, that makes me feel old. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're about to enter the twenties. Like we think 1920s, this is going to be the new twenties. And then you realize that we're not going to get to say that like we partied it up in the eighties cause we're going to be on like fucking hospice at that point. So it sucks <laughs> in a way, but it's like, yeah, like that's, it's crazy to think Man. about it, but yeah, the future's fucking nuts. How how incredible would you feel feel if you just ordered a razor and a Batmobile and that's what you had on order coming your way? Oh, like, razor's going <laughs> down already. Like razor's coming, dog. Razor is coming. Like I'm doing green text. I mean, what world are we living in when we can be ordering a Batmobile and a razor and um, talk about swagging it out? You know. Well, according to Mandela Effect enthusiasts, there was a wrinkle in time a couple of years ago, and that's why now the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstein Bears, I don't know. Wild shit, man. We're, we're living in crazy dimension. I don't even know. I, I can't even talk about it anymore. What I can talk about is these games today. The craziest part of my day was I woke up this morning I went to set my lineups like I normally do. Uh, I know you got the rankings out on Patreon. Um, you had some pretty good rankings today. Um, yeah. And, and, I, uh, and I started building my lineups, and I literally – there was one lineup I had where I threw in Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, and Ryan Tannehill. And I had Derrick Henry in there as well. So I removed Tannehill, Landry, and Godwin – and I kept Henry in there, and then I put, like, Russell Wilson in, Tyler Lockett. I made some moves thinking that, like, this would be the, the better thing. And I wanted to punch myself in the face a couple of hours ago until I realized, like, hey, there's another week coming up. This happens. Yeah, you should have called me because I would have told you the weather in Philadelphia was brutal, and I would have told you to get off of that Lockett, Russell Wilson. Flip, flip. Philadelphia. But obviously you don't like me and you don't want to call me. Hit me up. Man, I try to call you, bro. I'd be sending you you text messages. You'd be busy and shit, putting up Christmas trees and whatnot. Uh, Yeah, I did put (laughs) Christmas tree before Thanksgiving in a cardinal sin of mine, but I agreed to it. Yeah, I mean, you have to do those things, man. It's a part of life, and it's understandable. Um, You still haven't posted your decade challenge. Like, what, what is happening? So I found a picture that I can use. Now I'm just trying to find a way to do the side-by-side with a current picture. All right. We'll make it happen. I literally, my, I literally made, my, made a video of my kid telling Drew to, like, you better get your decade challenge up. Wait, what? There's a, there's a, if you look in your inbox right now, there's a video of my child, like, sternly telling you that you better get your, your shit right. Like, oh, you better. Te- did you text it to me? It's, it's in your inbox. If you go to your inbox for me, you will see a video right now of my child telling you. <laughs> better do your challenge, Drew. Dude, wow. Yeah. Now I feel super guilty. So, M Dog, M Dog don't play around, dude. He was upset, too. He asked me about it this morning. So, uh, it's kidding. safe to say I'm going to get this done now. I feel much more like if you're giving me crap, then I'm like, okay, I can, I can get to it when I, when I need to. But now that he's saying that I'm exactly. definitely going to have that. 
you got a four-year-old like just like expecting this now man it's crazy yeah. times um all right so let's get into these players chris godwin with the ultimate fucking fantasy day 40.40 points like wish it could have been like a four for four because then we could have been like a wendy's four for four or like the jay-z album four for four like could have had that but we still got 40.40 points out of chris godwin we knew that one of these guys were going to do something it's either evans or him it was godwin obviously i should be making these calls for these guys but i feel like it's just way too unpredictable with Jameis winston and how he rolls but dude they uh everybody picked atlanta i think that rich eisen actually mortal locked atlanta this morning to win i bet he feels pretty silly right now um you know, because even me, I, I could have told you, like, I'm sure the Bucks are going to find a way to win this game. Jameis ended up with 29.32 fantasy points with two interceptions. Keep that in mind. So, Jameis doing Jameis things, always finding a way to uh, to, to build up. And then um, I think the running back in the running back area, uh, Ronald Jones didn't have him that bad of a day. He didn't get over the 20 hump. I think he ended up with 15.70 points. But, uh, dude, the Bucks staying alive. But Chris Godwin, man, if you had Chris in your lineup anywhere, I had him in a season-long league, he's a huge help. Huge help today. Number one. Yeah, I have two things to say about this game. First, you know, we overcomplicate things in DFS sometimes, and I thought about this today. Like, if you go in every Sunday and you submit two lineups, say you just go high entry fee, two, two tournament lineups, and you put one of them with Chris Godwin, and you put one of them with Mike Evans, and you and if you've done that every week, you'd be doing, you'd be making some serious money because every it seems like every week one of the two is on the tournament winning lineup. Um, so <laughs> that's my first observation. Number two, I can't get the Falcons or Saints right in terms of sports betting. I think if you carved out just that division of of football. I'm pretty sure my win percentage would be like 75%. But when it comes to Falcons and Saints games, I just I lose every time. So I the never NFC can get those South two right. wild, dude, like the way that things work. Yeah, I can't get the Saints right. I've, I'm, I missed on them. I missed every single time. Um, and then the Falcons, every time I'm high on them, they crap the bed. And then every time you know, I'm low on them, they do. They go off. So it's unbelievable. You would they think random chance would be on my side once, you know, but it's not happening. It's not going to happen because it literally is so versatile. Like the South itself, like the South of, of the United States, like below the Mason-Dixon line is a very versatile, wild place. <laughs> it's a very nuts frontier down here. So you got like shit happening all over the place between like Louisiana to Florida and up to like Tennessee. You don't know what's going to happen around these parts. There's just way too many. Just It's, it's the wild card of the USA. So, and the most diversity, right, in all the United States. Exactly, yeah. So you have to, you have to <laughs> count kidding. those things. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, count it all up. Count it all up. No, but seriously, it's, just, it's wild, dude. Like, the NFC South has always been just, like, scattered. And, like, the southern United States just scattered crazy yep. shit. I don't know. Don't know how to explain it. But uh, good joke. Glad we had it, maybe. <laughs> so what have we learned – if I say something about the Falcons winning, bet against them. If I say yeah. something about the Falcons losing, you know, bet on them. So right. easy, easy analysis uh, for you guys to make money. There you go. That's your bet. So see, for like, for like his stuff, you gotta stay away from mine. When it comes between two players on the same team, roll with it. If I if I put that lock down, you gotta go. Um, 
Jarvis Landry followed up in Cleveland against the game of Miami. Jarvis with 39.80 points. I love this because it's just another time that I get to say I was right about Jarvis Landry this season. It took a little bit of time. These teams are focusing on Odell. Opens up the fucking floodgates for Jarvis. Jarvis is eating. And anybody that drafted him, you know, you know, before round five, um, you're finally getting some payoff from it. So you oh, yeah. waited, you were patient, and it worked out. And I knew this. I saw this. I felt this. Like, they just it makes sense for Jarvis to end up being the one in Cleveland, even with Odell there. It just, it's just something about it. I don't, I don't explain it. But that game ended up being pretty nuts itself. Uh, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick actually had 25 fantasy points. And I feel like everybody kind of should have been able to predict that, that there was going to be, you know, anytime Fitzpatrick's down, we talk about it. He's going to find a way to, you know, find a way to get touchdowns, throw the ball somewhere. And he did. And Fitzpatrick, it was his birthday. So we should have counted that into effect because I didn't even know that until the game's already started. So I was like, oh, he's going to run a touchdown in. Lo and behold, Fitzpatrick doing Fitz magical things, runs a touchdown in. So uh, he had that. Um, I think he actually threw. Um, he had two touchdowns, I think, that he did. And then he had the one rushing touchdown yeah. today. Late so, touchdown to Alan Hearns, too. Yeah, Alan Hearns. Like, I was not feeling him at all. I think you mentioned a couple things about him. Um, on the last episode, <clears throat> yeah, the uh, all the Browns got scored. We talked we talked heavily about the Browns last episode. Um, all four of their main guys: Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. They all scored. Uh, awesome revenge narrative for Jarvis Landry against his old team. Uh, and I don't think he cares. <laughs> well, no, there was some stuff that came out about him. He circled this game two years ago, so I think he did care. Um, oh, really? Yeah, there was like some some stuff that came out about. Jarvis Landry and his former team. So I normally don't, don't really buy into that stuff, but obviously the dude played with a little bit of, I mean, we haven't seen this from him all year in terms of production. So maybe there was a little added motivation or, or the dolphins just suck. I don't know. Revenge games are real. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pumped, man. I have him in the, in the pro league. So I know when I drafted him in like the fifth round, you were, you shot me a text message and we're like super pumped that I, that I took him. Um, So you were high on, on Jarvis. Oh, yeah, big time. Love it. Baker got back on his high horse, 27 fantasy points. That paid off pretty well. But, uh, yeah, looking at this, like, you know, the, I'm still weary about, you know, going after these Dolphins players. It's just you never know when Fitzpatrick's going to just tank eventually and then they're going to bring in, you know, Rosen or somebody else. And just and it'll just keep shifting everything. There will be no security as to who's going to be a clear wide receiver one and, Shit just gets weird like that. I think I had a question today. Somebody was asking about um, <clears throat> a player from, like, the Dolphins or, and another team, and I went with the other team. I'm like, just – I wouldn't be so high on, like, trying to find somebody, especially trying to, like, work your way into the playoffs. You just – there's a lot of ups and downs with Miami. Yeah. So Devontae Parker's the only one. He's seen – he's seen 10-plus targets for, like, five straight weeks. So, if there's anybody trust you're trusting, don't even uh, I'll, I'll trust him with Fitzmagic. I don't trust <laughs> him with uh, that Rosen boy. Oh, Rosen. But, yeah, other than that, good, good win for Cleveland. Marching on. Um, Jacksonville, Tennessee's game was epic. And Tennessee has got a badass team. Ryan Tannehill, badass. 33 fantasy points for Ryan. 
32 fantasy points for Derrick Henry. Leonard Fournette ended up getting the most out of that entire game with 36 fantasy points. He ran his ass off because Nick Foles couldn't do shit, and Gardner Minshew needs to get his ass back in that pilot seat. Um, I think D.D. Westbrook is pretty much like starting to merge into that 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 wide receiver guy for Foles' role because we didn't see about like I think like maybe ten fantasy points out of Chark today. And yeah, so like, just been two games, and Chark had a good game last week. So uh, I think both of those guys are fine moving forward, in my opinion. Um, wouldn't it make everybody happy if Foles just got sent back to Philadelphia, where everyone hates Carson Wentz, and then we get Gardner Minshew starting for the Jags? Let's just do it. Let's just do that, and everybody's happy. Yeah, seriously. Like Nick Foles should be the starter for the Eagles. It's like I think there was something that came out that Wentz didn't Wentz like get hurt in the game today. Yeah, X-rays were negatives, negative, and he of course <laughs> took the high road and said that it didn't affect his performance. But I mean, mm-hmm. he we know he's not. We we knew going into the season he was overhyped, and he's whether the injuries involved or not, he's he's not an accurate thrower of the football. Like, no, he's a he's a he's a he's a subpar version of Andrew Luck. Yeah, he's just so big, and I I don't know. He has like that appearance of being a good pocket passer, and he just looks like he's going to be successful. But in reality, he's just average. To I mean, I I'll put him right there. He's average. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, help when, when all his when all his receivers are out. I think his number one receiver today was Jordan Matthews. So that kind of wow. sucks. Wowzers. Hard times. Hard times in Philly. But Tannehill, uh, man, I got one thing to say about Tannehill. Is he the third like outside of Lamar Jackson and Josh Josh Allen? Is there a QB with more running upside than Tannehill? No, and I love Ryan Tannehill and you hate him for some reason. <laughs> he's just uh he's just an average QB that's playing out of his mind right now. No, he's he's he is Ryan Tannehill and he found his home. He found that's his home. He found his home. This he's is gonna to screw the it. Titans. I still stand by that. Um but just just want to say this. Nothing against Tannehill. Ever since he came in, they've they've been persistent with uh with our boy Derrick Henry and the O line stepped up and that's resulted in them. Everybody's job's been easier. Not saying I'm not saying that to discredit Tannehill. I'm saying that to credit the Titans. You know, like they've they're finally playing the way they should be playing, the way that me and you've been wanting them to play all year. I feel I feel that I just think that like they they should be able to maybe piece a couple more things together next season, and if they can sustain what they're doing now next season, then we'll know. So is that fair enough? Will you shake on that? Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to be right on that playoff bubble this year. Um, they just they beat some some mediocre teams here. I want to see what they do. Like, are you calling them? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs this year? Or do you think they're going to fizzle out? What's your, uh, what's your take with the Titans? Like if they're going to make it, I mean, they're going to sneak in as a wild card, but um, if they can win out. Playoff race is getting uh, interesting. So they're, I think they're at six and five, so they could easily make the playoffs. Um, that AFC South being the way it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just think they're going to, you know, this is going to bait them to extend him. They're going to sign him to a longer, long, a decent, you know, decent contract. And I would hate for them to, to tie up a bunch of money to him. And then this phase ends and they're back to where they were with uh, Marcus Marietta, who will be gone at the, <laughs> at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll say adios to Marcus. He's done there. Um, don't want to ever see his face in a Titans uniform again. You want to you make a bold prediction real quick on where he'll be? Marcus Mariota will be a backup quarterback in – wait for it. 
Wait for it. Detroit. Backup quarterback for uh, Stafford, huh? It's not a bad take. Maybe Jeff Driscoll if Stafford is in a wheelchair by the end of the year because he likes to play with broken backs. That is very true. Stafford does not like to sit out. So Um, I just degraded Marcus Mariota so bad that he is now the backup for the backup. Yeah, that's a pretty that's some pretty big hate. I uh, have a theory that he is going to be starting next year for the Cincinnati Bengals. So there's the my Bengals, take. Wrong again, because Joe Burrow will be starting for the Cincinnati Bengals next year. I sure hope that somebody else gets Burrow, but you're probably right. I just want to see them pass on him. Bet your bottom dollar. It's a hometown story, baby. He's coming back Ugh. to Ohio. Ugh. It's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to yep. suck bad. Um, next game we can talk about was Carolina and New Orleans. Uh, hell of a uh, – New Orleans is the best team to give you anxiety out of your mind um, because literally up until the end, like, it was just like a nail-biter all the way. The game was on the line throughout the entirety <laughs> of the game. Like – but uh, Will Lutz came through in the end, as he always does. But I-, I wish I could be giving a shout-out to some other players that were on the Saints. But huge shout-out to DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, both getting 34 fantasy points today. They were the highest-scoring fantasy guys of that game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has no bounds. There is nothing that can stop him. And he is worth every penny that you spend on him now. Um, and I think I said it last week, but I also said that I think that the Saints were going to find a way to slow him down, and I firmly believe that, and they did not do that. Yeah, we both were wrong on this one, and the Saints were very lucky to win. I mean, I don't see how Joey Sly misses that field goal. <laughs> I mean, at least it should have gone into to overtime, you know? You know who I wish could have missed a field goal like that? This one guy named Greg Zerline. There was this one time <laughs> – in the Superdome. Yeah, we had to go back to that. Yeah, I probably should stop. But, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey is a fucking animal. DJ Moore is really coming into his own. Kyle Allen and him are just clicking, man. Um, Speaking of Kyle Allen, like this dude one week cannot do a single thing right. And the very next week, he comes in there and looks amazing. It's, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like this is not the NFL. This is some other league and – we're supposed to be able to somewhat predict this stuff, you know, and I don't know. I just – I thought Kyle Allen for sure was going to have like a mediocre to <clears> – I mean, didn't you expect some turnovers from the Saints, D? Yeah, facts, dude. Like, I really did. Like, I mean, he ended up with 256 passing yards and three touchdowns today. So, I mean, that's a huge day for Kyle Allen. But it's like – I feel like with some of these guys, like what I've learned just from like watching just with my own eye is just like when it comes to these, these guys that are wishy-washy, like when it's the games that matter most, they shine brightest. So, like, this being a divisional game, like, he's hungry, he wants to win, and it happens. And when you have, like, a a team where they're playing somebody like the Jets or, you know, somebody, like, that sucks, like, probably more likely to suck when you think that he's supposed to be great. Like I know, but they had, like, Atlanta at home last week, and, like, you know, they win that game. Yeah, they're supposed to. They're they're supposed to do, like, really good. He's supposed to be fucking on his game. He's supposed to be on his shine. And it's just like – but I think that he goes in there – I think that some of these younger players, um, they're not as, you know, mentally, you know, understandable about the league yet. And then they go into these situations, they're thinking, oh, this is going to be a fucking cakewalk. And then they get their fucking – they get their shit checked. 
And they're like, okay, this is the NFL. Like at the end of the day, like all these teams are still really good. There is still only 32 of these teams here. And all, you know, they're, they're all 52 man rosters and every, every 52 of these people got here. And you got to remember right. that. And I feel like some of these younger players that are coming in now, they don't think like that really. And, you know, maybe they do. Maybe that's just me being on the outside looking in. But I feel like so that has a lot to do with it. Is, is Cam still done there? Like it's over? I, I really don't know. I, I don't want to comment on it because I'm, just, I'm really not sure. Like, like I said, I, I made my comment that he might be one of the Bears. I think that he would be good in Chicago. Um, but now, I mean, with just the, if, if we see more wishy-washy Kyle Allen, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just funny because, like, if they decide to go back to Cam, I mean, that's just wishy-washy Cam, right? It's the same, same situation, yeah. just different type of quarterback in terms <clears throat> of what they can do on the field. Exactly. So, just it's going to be interesting to watch Carolina, but it's a hell of a day for for Kyle Allen and the boys. Michael was that not Thomas, one of the worst missed field goal though? Like that was a twenty-eight yarder. He the guy missed. Yeah, kickers Fly. suck. Kickers suck. Yeah, Michael Thomas still sick. Kickers Sorry, sucks. I interrupted you. No, it's good. Michael Thomas, fucking 29 fantasy points. Love him to death. He is the Christian McCaffrey of wide receivers. Um, and then you've also got Drew Brees. Hell of a day for him with 26 fantasy points. He had a career day today, man. 311 passing yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one interception, which kind of offsets some shit. But just uh, another great day just to stack on top of the awesome games he's ever had in his career. So, Yeah, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's going 30 for 30. 30 for 39 and 311 yards, just saying. Yeah, yeah. How many, how many Teddy chants did we have today in the Dome? <laughs> I don't think we had any today. Maybe like one or two. Who knows? Jared Cook scores, Jared Cook scores again. I mean, I feel like that's like, what, three out of four games? Okay. Most, most what? Th- this, is, this is where I was heading with this. I love this. I knew this was coming. I told everybody be patient. It's going to happen. Jared Cook has his best day with the Saints thus far. Mm-hmm. Nine receiving yards, one touchdown, six receptions, 21 fantasy points. God, I love seeing tight end shine in New Orleans. Yeah, I have a question for you. So since I got Hunter Henry off the waiver wire and I have Jerry Cook in the pro league, both of these guys, can I, you think I should go ahead and start them both? Uh, if you're not flexing both – if you're not flexing like Cook with Hunter starting or flexing Hunter with <sighs> Cook starting, you're out of your mind, dude. Like, that I possibly flexed. means benching Jarvis Landry, though, and I can't do that. You can always you could well you could have traded him to me, but the deadline's done. You could always drop him. No thanks. Okay. You got to be rooting for me now. You, your playoff picture is—I don't think it's looking too good. So you got to root for me. It's fading harder than the Kanye song goes. <laughs> uh, fade. But yeah, um, love love seeing Jerry Cook kill life. If you don't put him in in there as a as a flex play, I don't know what to tell you, dude. You can still like put him and Jarvis in there, and then stack the rest of your team. You'll be good. And just uh, drop a couple. I'll, I'll I'll tell you who to drop later. You know, okay. we'll talk about it. We'll get there. Um, but lo- the great game, good win for the Saints. Keep fucking rocking and rolling. Love every minute of that. Um, getting got to in- be feeling lucky on that one. I got to say that one more time. Like with the way that the standings are looking, you got to be feeling pretty fortunate there with the Packers losing tonight. You know, the Saints really want that home field advantage, and if they would have lost that game, that's a step back. So. Props to the Saints for taking care of business. Uh, Drew Brees does it again. Big facts. No bad days in New Orleans. We've always got the voodoo and the juju on our side. So uh, we're always going to find a way to make something happen. We make somethings out of nothings here in this town. Uh, Huge shout-out away from football. Zion is back on Wednesday night against the Lakers. Be advised, 
going to be fucking – I'm going to be watching me some basketball Wednesday night. Big facts. Um, Super excited about that. Uh, Let's go into Chicago and New York. There wasn't a whole lot of fantasy action here. Just wanted to note Allen Robinson with 28 fantasy points. Like, Like, do this every week, Trubisky. Like, just do this every week for me. That's all I got to ask. Like, and, and every, every other owner of Allen Robinson's got to be just so frustrated. Like, if you could just – like, that's the kind of production we're, we expect to see out of Allen Robinson, especially where we drafted him. You know, Trubisky had a really big bounce back day with 20, 20 fantasy points. Um, I saw that game going a little bit different. I think you kind of knew it was going to happen this way. I thought the Giants were going to be able to do something. And, and like you said, we either found out if they're real or if they're kill, and they're kill. So – yeah, I called the uh, strip sack. That definitely happened. And, you, you know, the, the Bears just – I know their defense isn't quite what it used to be, but I think we're going to see them kind of get back to that form a little bit. Maybe not quite to that extent. But as far as the Trubisky and Allen Robinson stuff, I mean, at this point, we know what to expect with the Bears. You want to play these guys when they're playing against a crappy defense and you want to stay away from them when they're playing a good defense. It's really pretty straightforward. So They are who we thought they were. One of the all-time great quotes. Yes, it is very much so. But um, yeah, that game was just kind of like whatever. I think it, they only won by like what a, I think it was like a field goal or yeah, it was like a it was a five-point win. We had the Bears to win by six, so we missed that by a point. Unfortunately, Lord. yep. Lord, these teams, man, these teams. Let's uh, let's look at uh, let's see what we got next. Uh, looking at uh, Philadelphia and Seattle. Weather was shit. Zach Ertz killed the game in that one. 27 fantasy points. We discussed. We discussed the Ertz day. Ertz day came. Ertz day came. Wind was terrible. Uh, really, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was supposed to come back today and was ruled out. I think he was testing his testing the body before the game and decided not to play. Nelson Aguilar was also out. So it really, really was was uh, an opportunity for our, one of the one of the guys we talked to talked about in the the preseason podcast or was a uh, white side, right? And that was one of your guys you were high on and he yeah. had an opportunity today to emerge. And, didn't do yeah, it. Yeah. Didn't do it. And that's partially the wind, partially Wentz. It's not all, it's not a hundred percent on him, but I really wanted to see him break out today. And this might be, that might be his, his best chance to. So that's it. We, we, at that, we just say so long, um, our Siga. until next year, until next year, pal. Um, but yeah, with, I was frustrated it really bad with Russell. I've been reading a lot of the stuff saying that like this game could make him take a setback if Lamar goes ham on Monday night um, in the MVP race. That's true. Um, I think Lamar can definitely take a, a big step forward this week. Although I'm, I'm more and more towards the CMC and Mike Thomas train um, just the skill position guys that are doing this well, you know, consistently. I don't know if I've ever seen that type of, Season. If, I mean, if Mike Thomas breaks these records, which he's on pace to do, if he keeps getting eight to nine catches a game, then he's just as much in this race as, as Christian McCaffrey and the QBs, I'd say. It's very true. I mean, they've already put his first name on the record book in New Orleans, like inside the dome. Like they just replaced the whole book with like – it's like a photo book of him now. So they framed that recently. He's like broke all the records for the Saints. It's insane. But, uh, but yeah, you know, <clears throat> with, with Russell, these ups and downs, I mean, even with the weather, you know, sometimes you have it like that. It sucks. The biggest surprise probably of the day, and it's definitely of this game, was Rashad Penny 
with 21 fantasy points, all the people that wrote him off, like he came back in a big way today. Out snapped Chris Carson, had a touchdown, 129 rushing yards. Like oh, Carson fumble problems came back. Yeah, it was, and it was uh, is now somebody to watch on your waiver wire. It is, and don't forget they have a lot of draft stock in this guy. So usually teams like management and coach – when they do draft a guy like that, mm. they want to give them chances, so they look for opportunities to put them in. I'm not saying they're going to go away from Carson, but there was a three-game stretch right when the season started where Carson was fumbling, and then it, the, the issue kind of went away, and today it came back. So I think Penny is worth a uh, roster spot. And, you know, Pete Carroll's a type coach. I feel like if he gives the ball to Penny a few times next week and Penny, you know, goes off, um, Pete Carroll seems like the kind of guy that's going to ride the hot hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, always. And that's what he does. He chews big red. He rides hot hands. That's how, <laughs> that's how the guy works. But uh, Rashad Penny, just to give a shout-out real quick, he is the number two uh, fantasy player on Sleeper's trending up list. So if you have the Sleeper app, we all play on Sleeper here with you know the garage guys, the, the pro leagues on Sleeper. You look at your trending up list, he's number two. Right behind Patrick Laird for, uh, for the Miami Dolphins who uh, yes. is being somebody that's being looked at today, even though he only scored two fantasy points. Um, yes. He's the third down back, and people were just per- basically predicting – sorry, I'm going on him real quick, but he's just the the guy that people are saying for game script when the Dolphins are trailing, he's going to be the third down back. So if you think the Dolphins are going to be trailing, which they always. should be. Constant you know. tra- trail of tears. Yeah, um, you got to be desperate though, right? I mean, you got to have like a big need for a flex play. So there's your guy if you want like a receipt, if you're having some running back injuries or concerns, maybe take a flyer on him, but just know that the Dolphins O-line is awful. And he, if you're expecting him to get a lot of running rushing yards, he's not going to do so. That's right. He's a flexy boy. Flexy boy. So keep, keep an eye on that. Um, getting back into some of the, the big fantasy scores of, of, of NFL Sunday week 12, Sam Darnold. 31 fantasy points. Oh, Sammy boy is, is trying to shine a little bit here, dude. They, this was supposed to be a game that Oakland was supposed to win pretty easily. They, uh, they killed Oakland, murdered them. Did we finally see what Oakland is or did they just have a bad game? Oakland was exposed. They were 34 to three. I'm pretty excited about it because they're right on that uh, wild card bubble. And me personally, I don't want them, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. They're just not good enough. <laughs> so I was happy to see them lose. It was always good. It's always good to see uh, to call whenever you can see John Gruden like perfectly lipping to a referee. You cock sucking motherfucker. It's a good day because then you get. Oh to see man, I miss John that. Gruden. Yeah, yeah. Go. You can go look that up along with the Garage Fam. Go check that out. Um, anytime you see angry John Gruden, when you see the Chucky come out, that's when it's just it's it's very fun. But um, good good game, good win, huge win for the Jets. Uh, that team needed that; they needed that confidence boost. Um, <clears throat> with Sam Darnold doing what he did, Robbie Anderson was pretty much like you know the the number one guy with eighteen fans. About time. Yeah, we 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 finally saw Robbie do Robbie things. Um, he got out there and was went Robbie Rob on him. And then the Jets' defense stood up in a huge way, 18 fantasy points today. So that was a hell of a value at 2,700 on, uh, on, on DraftKings. Well, actually, they were right there with the Seahawks at 2,600, um, which was one of the, the defenses that I drafted in my, my uh, DraftKings lineup today. So um, Le'Veon Bell. Derek Carr reverted back. 
to his uh, last year. Derek Carr was poo-poo. He was. He had like what? Five, he had a little bit over five fantasy points, like five point something. Yeah, he was. He was bad. He just <laughs> missed the fantasy trash boys. Like he just missed the uh, the trash. Eh, we can throw him on there. <clears throat> I mean, he's there. I mean, any for 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 those of you that are new to this, it's just uh, you know our fantasy trash can boys. They're like anybody that scores under five points and under <clears throat> gets put on there. So I guess he he can sneak in there. He's like he's chilling right out right by. He's like the guy that hangs out by the dumpster. He's not in yeah. the dumpster, but he's like leaning up against it. So he's around that way. Le'Veon Bell did not get over the twenty hump today. He did get fifteen fantasy points. We should have saw that happen. Le'Veon just they they're just not using him the way that they need to use him. And that's that. And you just gotta not try to cry in your closet alone at night and uh and just live your life the best way you can. And that's what you gotta do. So that's just me trying to to make myself feel better. Um, because I'm sure everybody well, there, there's other people out there hurting with me, I'm sure. So yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Jets, crazy times. Um Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. This game Gross. did not go as planned for, for these uh for these Steelers, even though they ended up coming out with the win. Um and might I add <laughs> it was a barely a win with a- Speaking of teams that we do not want to see in the playoffs who just keep hanging around, they're now at six and five. Yes, and uh that. and we do not need to see them. But hey, shout out to shout out to old boy uh Hodges. Came yeah. in the game and and uh, they were actually trailing to the Bengals at the time, and we kind of both thought to the Bengals this would be the game they win, and uh, we were right there. And then, uh, oh boy, undrafted Devin Hodges came in and said, "Not so fast." So yeah, I'm here to fuck shit up. I'm actually glad yeah. Rudolph got benched. I just me too. <laughs> fuck after that all the controversy. So <laughs> yeah, fuck him. I hate I hate him. I don't like him at all. Rematch I, next week, by the way. Rematch yeah. of that. Um, that Browns I'm Steelers. excited to watch that because I hope the Browns beat them again and they will the, yeah, the, if Rudolph's not starting it's gonna take some of the buzz away so I was I was hoping that there was going to be some extra curriculars on the field but maybe if not Jason Rudolph starts that game next week he's gonna die yeah he's not starting not after the way Hodges I mean I just don't think he's gonna start Probably not. So, yeah, Mason Rudolph is a, is a dumb fuck. Don't really want anything to do with him. Forget that guy. But, yeah, other than that, this game was just whatever. It was bleh. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 23 fantasy points. That was about the only cool thing that really went down in that whole game. So, if you had Tyler Boyd, kudos to you. Um, so, yeah. How about the, the Washington-Detroit game, dude? Gross. Redskins defense, 21 fantasy points. Whoa. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, but I guess we Whoa. finally – I guess we uh, should have somewhat saw the Lions playing poorly just because it's Jeff Driscoll and the Lions and the Lions are doing Lions things right now. Yeah, um, I, I feel bad because I made the call about Danny Amendola um, was not correct about that whatsoever. Um, just, yeah, and then the whole Bo Scarborough thing, like everybody was like going crazy over Bo Scarborough. And they still don't even know how to use running backs technically. So it's yeah, like, they got like seven running backs on that yeah, team. So. They, they they play them like like wide receivers, like just constantly. Like I can't I don't want anything to do with the Lions right now. We um, need to remember all of this next year around draft time, like when people will start hyping up um oh boy, what's his name? It's, oh, it's escaped me from Auburn. Carry on. When people carry start on. hyping up carry on, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm not gonna get a, a Lions player. Not not a Lions running back. Mm-mm. We stay away. So the Patriots and Lions running back stay away. And Eagles. 
and Eagles. Yes, those are the three teams. You just those are three musts you don't do. If you break one of them, you will corrupt your season. Because I did it. Okay. Yep. I did just, it. Just pick your season. spots on DFS on those guys and just never take them in season long. That's right. Take your picks, pals. Just do that. But uh, yeah, game was uh, whatever. Uh, people were talking shit about Dwayne Haskins taking a selfie with a fan while the game was still going on. And I was like, does this really matter? It does suck for Case Keenum. That's the only person it sucks for. I don't really care about the story outside of that. Yes. Like Case Keenums are like, all right, well, I lost my job, and then this guy's going to go take selfies, and I have to go do the QB nil. It was just kind of funny. It's kind of yeah. like he was trolling him. Um, but, hey, big <clears throat> disappointment of the day for me was Darius Geis, who me and you were kind of high on. Yeah, that really fucked me up. So he is a, uh, he's an honorary um, – Actually, you know what? I don't even know if we can call him honorary. He is an I'm actual pissed. he is an actual trash can fantasy boy with four point eighty fantasy points. Yeah, I was super um, pissed because I had he was he's like four percent owned and when I saw that I was like, Okay, here's my here's the big play that could could do it for us. And then of course just couldn't get anything going. Yeah. You just, know when you like, you refresh your app and you see like Darius Guys rushes for no game. Darius Geis rushes for one yard. I'm like, okay, this is not good. It just hurts your soul. It's like every time he was he got the ball in his hands, he just kept thinking about squatting up with the homies after work to go play Fortnite. Like he, I think that that's all that he worries about at this point in life. Like he's ready to go play some Apex. Like yeah, I think he's just trying to cash in and, and stay healthy because he's he hadn't been able to stay healthy. So he's just right. trying to get that that paycheck and play some video games. Yeah, he's diversifying. He's doing it really well. I want to backtrack though because we uh, there was there's a couple of trash can fantasy boys I didn't mention. Tyler Lockett with four point eighty fantasy points. Uh, the Seahawks uh, Eagles game. That's a big boo battle of the birds uh, trash can. Uh, Josh Jacobs with four point sixty against the Jets. Big trash can. Jamison Crowder, 3.80 fantasy points. Huge trash cans. Tremendously huge trash can. Um, and then uh, Mason Rudolph with 2.90. There are some people out there that actually start him and play him. So, and What about then, uh, David Montgomery? Was he, a, was he a garbage boy? He was like at five points. So, like, I didn't include him, but he was hanging out with Derek Carr. Uh, 5.1. Okay. Yeah, he was hanging out with Derek Carr on the side of the dumpster. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was at the very bottom of the dumpster with the goose egg. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Old we got to do something about this in terms of, like, the people that get the most workload, they're the ones that should be crapped on even more. Even if they even if they do get over five, like, you know, if it's a QB, they deserve it. They deserve to be, you know, us to talk bad about them more than a guy that gets five carries. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. Like, just, I don't know. Like, just get, get your shit together, people. Yeah. That's all I can say. Um, Buffalo, Denver. Josh Allen continues to, to do fucking awesome things right at 20 fantasy points. So he got right at the 20 burger. Uh, Cole Beasley with 19 fantasy points. The homie Cole, love to see that, man. He's, uh, he is turning into a hell of a flex play. So love, love playing some Cole Beasley. Good to see him go off and do his damn thing. The whole Denver Broncos team just kind of was shit today. Yeah, we saw this coming. Just the, we knew it, yeah. Just a tough game for them to come into. And then, you know, something, something crossed my mind today is if the Cowboys would have beat the Patriots, then the Bills would have been one game back from the Patriots for the division lead, which whoa. would have been wild, you know. Big whoa. I mean, imagine a world where, like, the Patriots don't get the 
the home the home field advantage and Buffalo does. That'd be would have been crazy. So that would be really wild. I would love to see that though, honestly. I think that would be really cool. We should yep. we should pray big for win it for the Patriots. I, yeah. you know. Let's pray for it. That'd be, eh, a, that'd be a I can't do game. that. Let's pray for the Bills to get back to their nineties glory and make it to the Super Bowl four more years in a row, but not win. I would love to see them win week one of the playoffs against whoever they play. Who would that be? Like the Chiefs? They're gonna play like the Chiefs. That, I mean, that's possible. Yeah. It's very He's going to run all over the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to love that. I'm going to be playing the hell out of him in the uh, Garage Guys uh, playoff league. He really uh, is like Cam Newton. I mean, like he is. the old Cam Newton, you know, where you Caucasian just watch Cam. every game. Caucasian Cam. He's just he's, – I saw today at one point, he was trying to truck people. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. Until he's he, a like, Madden character. Yeah. Real, in, in all reality, he actually is. But, like, dude, he, like, brings video game to the field. The Bills kind of won that draft with him. I mean, he's seeming like the most consistent QB of all those he guys. He was the biggest joke. He was the biggest joke. <laughs> yeah. I can't like, believe out of that class that Rosen's the one that's like not playing. Yeah, dude, I can. I, I didn't like him from the start. I knew he was going to be shit. I could just tell. I was like, fuck this guy and his attitude. I have nothing for Josh Rosen. The only thing I have for Josh Rosen is a T-shirt I made of him. Kiss from a Rosen. Kiss Goodbye. from a Rosen. This best case scenario is for people to forget about him completely and him to go like sit behind like an Aaron Rodgers and then he'll have like another shot two, three years from now. In like four years, he's going to come out of nowhere. He'll be like a fantasy asset for like one season and then he'll just right. go back into his fucking dark hole of just being a fucking complete ass. So, uh, so yeah, there's always that. Uh, homeboy, Devin Singletary, he, uh, he got 15 fantasy points today. So, I mean, at least he got something. At least he didn't do super crap. Yeah, he's getting the touches and the and the the rushing yards. We just haven't seen him get the the touchdowns, which kind of sucks. But maybe they'll come in time. If if you build it, they will come. So they try Buffalo building. Get it? That was a pun. Um, <laughs> all right. So moving into the game, that was probably one of the most highly talked about, anticipated games of the day was Dallas New England. Um, very controversial bullshit went down. I personally think the Cowboys should have won that game. Amari Cooper's only freaking catch, one of the the biggest fantasy trash can boy of the day, goes to Amari Cooper with a zero point goose egg. Fat. Goose I tried to warn you on this one for Amari, but we know Bill Belichick. What does he take out? I told you he takes out the best player. He takes he out were, the player. He thought he was going to take Gallup. And I was like, eh, I don't think so, Chase. I thought that he was going to go for Gallup. I did that. And I should have been like, hey, why? I don't know. It's a lot just, of late nights, they just start blending sometimes. Sometimes Gil- I think Michael Gallup is Amari Cooper. Hey, I'm ready to put Gilmore's defensive player of the year. We'll see it's next time. week. We'll see it's next time. week against D-Hop. When he's against D-Hop, if he can take down D-Hop, then yeah, I'm, I got you back. But until so then, the the play, okay, I got to talk about this. So the drop that that Cooper had, that's the play they called the tripping on. Is that is that correct? Yeah. No, it was before. Okay, so that play had no impact. Like the drop was a drop, and that's how it was supposed to be, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't have, he didn't really have control of the ball. I mean, that was okay. A legit call. Okay, that's but what I thought. The, but what got them to that point was the fact that you had a, a player supposedly trip. I can't remember everything in context, but 
one of the Dallas Cowboys player, they had a penalty call that he tripped one of the Patriots players, I think. And like they got a flag thrown for that and then they got a penalty for it. Yeah, it was crap. I saw I saw the play. Yeah, the guy was like the Patriots linebacker was trying to rush and I don't even know. If you're gonna call that tripping, then there's probably tripping on every play, right? Yeah, dude. It's they it's football. Like people's feet get crossed up and shit. Like I don't know if they would have won the game though. Like I just they couldn't move the ball. It was a close game. It it was and Patriots weren't necessarily have, on their on their on their bullshit. Yeah, and they were really banged up and the Cowboys should have won that game. I mean, if you just look at the talent level of the, the Cowboys versus the Patriots, Cowboys need to go win that game. Yeah, they're uh, supposed to win that game. Jerry said it too. <laughs> like, yeah, but man, like I had some major issues with Jason Garrett kicking that field goal with like seven minutes left you're down seven minutes left you're down seven in a bad weather game and you're only what that was their second appearance in the red zone all game yeah you play scared you get fucking scary results yeah it's like a fourth and three and so when you're down seven and you kick a field goal you go from a one score game to a one score game (laughs) we got got Ezekiel Elliott back here but it's not like he can do anything like you know, freaking put Tony Pollard in or something. Like, get fucking crafty. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, dude, I feel like they get so nervous. Like, coaches like that get so nervous around Bill Belichick for some reason. It's like with Sean McVay. Like, how he just, like, literally would, like, lick Bill Belichick's butthole if he gave him the opportunity. Like, there are certain coaches out there that just, like, are complete suck-ups to Bill. And I think Jason Garrett is one of them. You know who would have definitely gone for that? Kyle Shanahan. You fucking right he would have because he ain't scared. Yeah, it's it's so Everybody dumb, man. Else? I mean, I knew the Sean game was Payton. over when that happened. Sean Payton would have gone for it for sure. Yeah. I mean, we we knew what was going to happen, though. So, the Patriots got the ball. They, like, moved – they had, like, two first downs, and then they punted it to the 10-yard line and made the made the Cowboys go from, like, the 10-yard – made them drive 90 yards for, for what had to be a touchdown, right? I mean, right. what's the chances of Dak? I mean, as great as he's been this season – against the best defense in bad weather, you think he's going to go down there 90 yards and score. That's just unfair to, to think that. So, bad bad play call, not going forward on fourth down. Stop and, being scared of Bill Belichick. You know who else yeah. would have made – you know you know who else would have would have done that, would have went for it? Who? Andy Reid, but he would have realized that the clock had already ran out. So, he wouldn't have had – Andy Reid would have taken two timeouts and then kicked a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, he would have watched that. Um, one more coach that would have done that um, – Cliff Kingsbury, because he always does that, because he has nothing to lose. So, and Zach Taylor. Probably. It's kind of misunderstood about. I'm glad you brought up. Um, what's his name? Rams. Rams. Tell me. Sean McVay. Sha- yeah, Sean McVay is kind of misunderstood that he's like Mister Aggressive and play calling. He actually kicks field goals on fourth and short all the time. I don't know. Sean McVay just. I'll never forget how he like did with like going up to Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl like before the game, just tell him how much he admired him. And he was just such a big, it's like, you do that after the game, dog. Like, it's fine to respect him, but you got to go at him too. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't just, he's not going to lay down and let you win. I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. I bet Bill Belichick was laughing so hard and like internally when they kicked the field goal. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Bill Belichick is like, that loved, like that was like the night they played the jets and they were just fucking with him. Like that was the- great. That was my favorite thing when they were uh, him and Adam Gase were like doing the yeah (laughs) with him and Adam Gase though it's like a fourth down 
and they took a penalty and Adam Gase like made him like declined it, made him kick it, and they were just you know, you get that smirk from Bill Belichick. That was like priceless. It really was. Like there's nothing better than that because you made Bill Belichick show emotion. Anytime you have a game where that shit happens, it's just fucking incredible. It's fantastic. But um getting back to these points though, Edelman 17 fantasy points, Ezekiel Elliott with 16 following by. Those were your two big fantasy scores. Everybody else was just mediocre. I really needed a big day from Dak. Um, couldn't get it. Seven fantasy points. Just uh just yeah. trash, man. Gross fantasy game for sure. Nikhil Harry, shout out for Dirty. touchdown. Dirty. Yeah, and in- kill. I-, I did play some in kill in DraftKings. I took a huge shot on him at three thousand dollars. So I mean you can't pass that up, you know. Yeah, he was pretty uh dependent on that <clears throat> touchdown, but hey, shout out for catching it. It was a it was it actually was the difference in the game. So big time, and you gotta love it. Gotta love it. So that that should wrap up just about every game, dude. Um, some some of these big plays, the big scores. Um, tomorrow night, Monday night football, we've got the Rams and the Ravens. Should be an epic game. Um, I'm calling the Rams win this one, and this is going to be a game. My uh, my fantasy picks, Sherlock for Lamar Jackson, gonna have him a big night. Will at least put up. 23 fantasy points easily in this game. Uh, so he's my, my, my Sherlock, my Sherlock on the Rams side of the ball. Got to go with, I want, I don't want to be like so easy by saying Cooper cup and just like, you know, like make it just so shitty. Go Brandon cooks just cause he's coming out from injury. No, I don't want to go with Brandon cooks either. Todd Gurley. Do you dare do it? I don't know if I want to do that either. This is well by process of elimination. You're at Robert Woods. Mm -mm, I don't want him either. Okay, well then you're basically just throwing away money. Blake Bortles. No, No, um, I don't know. I I feel like like a tight end could do decent tomorrow, like just out of nowhere because like the Ravens are such a tight end team, like with Mark Andrews. So like. Maybe, like, Sean McVay wants to flex nuts and be like, hey, I got tight ends too. You know, Harbaugh, like, look at me. Like, so maybe, like, instead of Gerald Everett, like, Tyler Higby might be the one that, like, might pop off and get a couple touchdowns, like, around the red zone or something. So if I'm going to pick a tight end for tomorrow, Tyler Higby over Gerald Everett on the Ravens side. I mean, on the red – too many R's here. Uh, Rams side of the ball. I'm more likely to go Gerald Everett just because they use him in the passing attack more. But if you want to go, if you want to get weird in a showdown lineup, I don't hate Higby. Tyler Higby, uh, your captain. Ooh, I don't know about all that. I like the Ram, uh, the Raiders. Uh, God, God, there's too many R teams in this league. I like the Ravens' defense as a captain, just because I feel like they're going to pick off Jared Goff a couple times. Jared Goff, not go off. Not go off in this game. The Ravens are going to dominate this game. Eh, this, I don't think so, man. I think this is one of those weird games. The spread's only three. Ravens are only favored by three points here. I'm assuming that's just because it's at, you know, it's at the Rams. It's a home game for the Rams, and this seems like it's going to be a closer game than people think, man. I just, I just, I feel like the Ravens are due to to have a little bit of regression here. They've had a a pretty easy schedule and. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to get shut down, but I think we're going to see the Rams defense have a pretty good scheme here. We a lot of athletes on the field. They're going to, you know, I think the Rams defense is going to really step up here. 
Watch out! Watch out for that Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards vulturing Mark sneaky, uh, Mark Ingram. Sneaky running back attacks. Watch out for that Gus Edwards. Yeah, like, I, I don't gonna, hate that call. Gus is going to get it, and then they're going to throw the ball to Mark to Mark Ingram. He's going to get a touchdown. So just watch out for him. That's what I'm saying. If he's on the field, that that it's either I don't know. Now I'm just talking crazy. I, I don't like this. I don't like this showdown slate necessarily. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. fan of it. There seems to be a lot of – I mean, I'm assuming Lamar Jackson's outrageously priced. So, if you're going to do that, you're probably going to have to put him in the utility spot and play someone cheap at, at um, captain to get different just because he's going to be so expensive. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. We got a little wild on this game. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it's more of like one of those games like you just don't play fantasy on. You just watch it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm have to look at the actual pricing on DraftKings, but it's it's not one that seems too appealing to it's me. Not right appealing. Now. Yeah, it really isn't. Now that I think about it, like people are going to disagree. Though, I mean, it's it's going to oh, have yeah. it's going mean, to have it's the Lamar. star. It's Lamar Jackson. It's, it's the star power of uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson and and uh, Mark Andrews. It's probably your most, second most highest owned guy. There's just a lot of predictability in these games because, like, there's just these players are just predictable people. But I yeah. will say this: I'm not big on Brandon Cooks coming off of injury. I'm just not. I'm not feeling. I think the reason we feel the way we do is because we like playing Lamar Jackson by himself. And yes, yes. when you're playing a showdown, you know you have to pick these weapons, and like no one feels Who good about. Yeah, right. Oh, Who wants? I, to- I want Hayden Hurst as my captain. Yeah, like, I want to fire up Willie Sneed this week. Oh my God! It's I got the need for Sneed, man. Haven't said that since 2014, bro. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like goodness, I don't know. Just it's so weird, like how like these really great players have these teams that are just like, who are these people? Like who are these people that play with this guy? I don't know. Yep. Monday I think night. this was. Can we make fun of ourselves real quick? Because I feel like this yeah. was our our worst um, showdown slate analysis. <laughs> this this was our worst. Yeah, this is our worst Monday night preview we've ever done. Yeah. So, uh, the recap was strong though for Sunday. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed Talked this, about Batmobiles too. I enjoyed this episode. Hell of an episode. It was an episode. We we literally just did an episode, and we and we will do more episodes. <laughs> From here on out, from here on out, we will do more episodes forever and ever. Coming, we promise. Coming to you. Just, I'm going to end it like a Rick and Morty episode. There's so many episodes. There's going to be episodes on episodes. We're going we're gonna to get microphones. We're going to talk. We're going to talk into them. And we're going to make words. and You're going to listen to them because that's what you're doing right now, and that's what you're going you're gonna to keep on doing it forever and ever. Garage guys forever till the end of time. To the end of time, Garage Guys. Uh, That's our show. Sports, party, repeat.
together.